Hello everybody, welcome back to Young and Biblical. My name is Cruz, and today I have a couple announcements for us. Uh, for this podcast, it's always been me and Reed. We started this together, but unfortunately Reed is not going to be able to be on the podcast anymore. He, uh, he told me he was really busy with work and helping his wife through nursing school and uh, working with his youth at his youth minister job. So he's not going to be on the podcast anymore. Um, so best of luck to read. And the next announcement I have is next week. Next week's episode is going to be an interview with one of my really good friends, Eric Lofton. Now, Eric was the economics teacher and baseball coach at the high school I went to, but now he's in um, Canton Academy in Ridgeland, Mississippi, where he's baseball coach and he works with the youth there. So uh, he'll be on the episode next week. Um, so get excited for that. And the last announcement that I have is that the episodes are about to be a little different than they usually are. Usually we picked topics that young people are struggling with or uh, have questions about and we would talk about them and it would just be from all over the Bible. But I've had some con- like some concerns brought to me that or not really concerns, but um, an idea brought to me from a bunch of people, um, including my former pastor, that said I should do like a series on a specific book and use commentaries and go more in depth with it. So that's what we're going to be doing. And the first book that we're going to do is James. So today we're going to be doing James 1 through 1, 1 through 11. And next week's episode will be Eric's interview. And then the week after, it will be continuing in James 1. So without further ado, let's get into the episode of James 1 with some reading of James 1, 1 through 11. Starting in verse 1 of James 1. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes and the dispersion, greetings. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith, without, with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in his exultation, and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the the grass. Its flowers fail falls and its beauty perishes so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits so who was james and why was he so important well james was probably the half brother of jesus and he became a believer in christ christ's ministry late into uh, into christ's ministry he also became the leader of the church in Jerusalem early on in um, in its history, and that's 
That's very cool. Um, but in the first verse, he calls himself a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in other translations, it, it describes him. He says bond servant. And as mentioned in previous episode, a bond servant meant slave. And obviously servant means a similar thing, but a bond servant strictly meant slave. And now that for him to be a leader of the church in Jerusalem and for him to call himself a slave, you know, there's two contrasting opinions, you know, you know, he's this very high important leader in the church in Jerusalem, but also he is a slave. He is lowest of low. He is he belongs to somebody. He is not his own. And that's very, very important to see. Um, he has the humbleness that he shows there. And I went and did some research. Um, I'm going to link the research that I found um, down in the description of the podcast. It's on soniclight.com in, the, in there. And I'm using a lot of the notes from that it's a really good website it's probably going to be my recommendation for the week but it said that a bond servant did not carry the degrading connotation in the first century that it does today you know today we view a slave slavery is bad you know slaves were like mistreated and tortured and they were not something good to be you know but James is proud, you know. He introduces himself, I'm a servant. I'm a slave of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's that's crazy, you know. You wouldn't see in America today or even in like the 1800s uh, a slave being like, yeah, I'm proud to be a slave of this person or that person, you know. You wouldn't see that. But here James is, I'm a slave of God and Jesus Christ. And that's that's great to see because he is proud to be Jesus's 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 Christ. That's that's a little easier to say. Um, <laughs> we should be the same way, you know. Um, a slave, as many know, like does every will of the masters, and they do it without a complaint. We should be that same way for Christ. We need to be slaves for Christ, um, you know. We share his word. We share his ministry. We love others. You know, we do everything that he says without a complaint. And yet you see Christians today complaining about every single little thing. And we're going to get into it um, later on in the verses. As I previously read, it was talking about trials and um, having little faith. And it's so sad to see that we think so little of God um, where, as we talked about in a previous episode with the ship, um, in the middle of the storm, they, they tried everything in their own power to right the ship and to make sure that everything, um, would be fixed from their own doing. But no, they could have gone to God or to Jesus Christ and it would have been fixed instantly. But... They didn't. And so often in our own lives, we don't either. You know, we have these addictions. We have these shortcomings, these this financial trouble, this relationship trouble. But where do we go? We go to the world. We go 
to anything other than God. But finally, after everything else has failed, which it inevitably will, we go to God and it's solved like that. You know, it's, it's crazy to see. So how do we go about in getting this attitude in our minds, you know? How do we do that? And it's really simple. We go to God with it. Um, it says in verse 5, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Um, if, we, if you're ever wondering, like, why am I going through this, God, you know, I... I've I faced this in my own life. When my father died, I didn't know why. And it was answered, you know. Uh, it took a while, but um, I finally understood why it happened, and I understood why it made me a better person today. I'm a better Christian because of that trial that I went through. And it's that simple. Whenever we're going through something, as mentioned before, financial trouble, relationship problems, uh, death of a family member, go to God with it. Um, it's, it's so simple. And I think that's what goes over our head is that, you know, it, it can't be that easy. You know, I, I can't just go to God and I'll understand why it's happening. And it really is. Um, I'm a living testament to that. Uh, God, God shows you why everything's happening and as it mentions in gosh if i i can't remember the verse but he makes all things work together for the good of those that serve him it's something like that i'm paraphrasing here um i'm no biblical scholar i'm just a 23 year old college kid um but everything that's happening to you is for the good of the kingdom of god and it shows here in james you know, uh, the previous verses that for you know that the in verse three, for you know that this testing of your faith produces steadfastness. You become stronger because of everything that you're going through. And that's the most important thing about facing trials is knowing at the end of the day, after everything's done, after um any hardship that you face, you're going to be stronger because you went to God with it. And that's the most important thing. If you get nothing, nothing out of this episode, out of this whole entire podcast, please get this. Go to God with anything. And that's that's all I have to really say about that. So carrying on in verse 6, it says, But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. If you don't have full faith in God, the person that created this world, created you, what are you doing? You know, um, God says that he's, he loves us. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, have, shall have eternal life. You know, he loves us. He would do anything for us. He sent his own son to die for us. You know, why would you ever in a million years doubt him? You know, it's there's evidence of God throughout history and in the Bible, in our own lives. And yet we constantly and persistently doubt him and um, 
underestimate him. You know, um, we we know that he can do anything. So why would we not go to him with everything? Um, every single problem that I have, I know God can fix, and He may not. He may choose to let me go through something, and that's good. I'm glad for that. It will make me stronger because of that. But remaining persistent in our prayer life with going to God with everything is very, very important. Carrying on in verse 7, though, it says, For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. God does not have to give us anything. You know, we are unworthy of even being in God's presence. You know, um, it's crazy that we think uh, that we deserve so much. You know, we constantly spit in God's face with our sin and we do it over and over again. And it's crazy that we, we would suppose that we deserve anything more than death. And we don't. We, we deserve death. But Christ took that for us. We, it says in verse 8, He is a double-minded man, unstable in all ways. Um, so I, I had to look in the commentary that I'm reading. I had to look up and see what double-minded meant. It meant a man who is, is one who trusts and obeys God only part of the time, but not consistently. You know, so it's like, I, I trust in God, you know, when things are going good, you know, I'm on top of the mountain. I've, I got a promotion. I'm, I'm married happily. I've, all my family members are alive. I praise God during that moment, you know. As soon as things go bad, I turn away from God. I turn to the world. That is what a double-minded man is. And it says unstable in all his ways. That it couldn't be truer, you know. Uh, if you are double-minded and you praise God some of the time, ignore him the rest of the time, you are completely unstable. You know, you are as unstable as Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, it's that criminal justice background coming out in me. <laughs> so uh, carrying on into verses 9 through 11, says, Let the lowly brother boast in his exultation and the rich in his humiliation, because like a flower of the grass he will pass away, for the sun rises with its scorching heat and withers the grass. Its flowers fall and its beauty perishes. So also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Hate to tell you, everything in this world will perish. Um, you know, everything that you love. You know, if you're into video games, gone. Uh, it's not going to be in heaven. Hate to tell you. And that's kind of sad for me because I do like video games. Uh, football, it's gone. You know, money, um, relationships that like with your girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever uh, you date. All that is nothing, you know. If you, if you're a good-looking person, that's gonna go away. If you're, as I mentioned, really rich, you know, that's not taken to the grave. You know, um, the only thing taken to to the grave is your faith with God, and that's all that matters. And that's the only thing we should focus on is our faith and making sure that faith is strong 
And how do we make it strong? We go to God with it. And our faith is made strong, as previously mentioned, through trials and tribulations. Uh, Having trials and tribulations to make us stronger in our faith is the greatest thing that we can have. Um, Sure, it'd be easy to just go through life with the breeze. You know, you make it to 60 or 70 without any of your family members dying. You never got sick. You died in your sleep. You were always rich. You never had relationship problems. That would be really easy and real nice, right? But you would be weak spiritually because you never face the temptation of um, of sin and of these hardships that you face. Um, I'm trying to remember the saying, some, something pressure makes diamonds, you know. Uh, diamonds are viewed as these beautiful jewels and you've got them on wedding rings and necklaces and they're really cool looking. And how are they made? Through pressure. And we are the same way. I believe it's coal that, let me make sure on that, coal that is made from diamonds. Coal or rocks. Um, but they are put under so much immense pressure that they're turned into these beautiful diamonds. They're made of carbon. That's what it is, carbon. Um, as you can tell, I'm a criminal justice major, not a biology major. So they are put under so much temperature and pressure that they bond together to start growing crystals, which are diamonds. And we are the same way. We are, we are these carbon. And from the world, we're put under so much pressure of temptation that we don't know what to do. God grows uh, crystals through us, through that pressure, and makes us diamonds. That's why it's so important that the pressure that we're put under, you know, whether it be temptation, um, hardships in life, death of family member, I'm going to keep repeating these same things over and over again, um, financial troubles, relationship problems, whatever it may be, as long as we go to Christ with it, we're made into diamonds because of that pressure that we faced. And maybe that's a bad analogy. Maybe I'm stretching here. Maybe I'm rambling. I don't know. But that's just kind of what I got out of it. So James 1, 1 through 11 is a really good couple of verses. We're going to continue on in two weeks' time to verses, the rest of chapter 1, and we'll continue on through James. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Um, I, I really enjoyed going into it. And the commentary, as I mentioned, is sonniclight.com. Um, without further ado, let's get into the recommendations. So as always, we always have a recommendation, uh, whether it be a song, a book, a website, podcast, movie, anything that we or that I had throughout the week that I really enjoyed or really think you guys should look into. Um, last week I chose a restaurant and cookout, great restaurant. But today, as I mentioned, I'm choosing SonicLight.com. Now, SonicLight.com was recommended to me by a former pastor of mine, Brother Will, um, and it has like a commentary on every single book of the Bible. It was done by a preacher in Texas. I can't remember the preacher's name, 
but it is incredible. It is such a helpful website and it truly helped me understand James 1 here and it brought to light some things I would never would have thought of because this man was a, a former preacher and he was a great preacher from what I know. Um, but it, it will help you further understand what you're reading if you have trouble understanding some stuff. So I highly recommend it. It's soniclight.com. Sonic as in the restaurant or the hedgehog. And then L-I-G-H-T.com. So that's my recommendation for the week. That's going to do it for the episode. We'll see you next week. So that's going to do it for episode 17 of Young and Biblical. I hope you enjoyed the new format. And stay tuned for next week when we have Eric Lofton on for an interview. So if you guys enjoyed, please follow us on Spotify to keep up to date on episodes whenever we release them. And if you aren't listening on Spotify, perhaps it's Anchor, you can follow us there. Um, we will, or I will post on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram whenever I release an episode. So follow us on there, Young and Biblical on all of those, but it, Twitter, which it's Biblical Young there. And if you want to email us future ideas, uh, for episodes, it's youngandbiblical at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll, I'll see you next week.